Hello and welcome back, everyone. Jeez, it's been a while since we've uh, been done a, done a podcast. A few weeks, actually. Yeah, it's been just over a month, I think. Yeah, my goodness. And because we did wrap up season one, I know it was a bit abrupt, but uh, you know, a few things happened, so uh, we wrapped up season one. But we're back for season two of But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. And boy, my name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty wrapped that we're back, man. I mean, you know, it, it, we're doing it a bit differently this time. You, you could probably, you're probably wondering, Stephen's pretty, uh, sounds pretty Skypey today. What's going on? Well, he's not in the studio with me today. He's actually in on Skype, and we're going to try, thought we'd try something a bit different for uh, Season 2, Episode 1. So uh, we're trying to use the interwebs. Yes, the, um, the, the magnificent wonders of Skype. Yes. Yeah, so any, oh, what were you saying? We're far, we're far apart, but we're close together. Oh, we're sure. I can still see that beard, and uh, you can see my beard that I've grown as well. Yeah, I, I haven't seen your face for a little while, and uh, <laughs> when, when you popped up on Skype, it was a bit of a bit of a, a pleasant surprise. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I was just trying to emulate you, Stephen. So, uh, oh, you know. no, I know. You, you, <laughs> you, you, you've exceeded me. Oh, oh yeah. that's such a compliment, sir. Fine, sir. <laughs> But yeah, no, anyway, but seriously, it's great to be back and, uh, you know, you can go on our uh, website, bidwabass.com, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C.com if you haven't listened to our last Season 1 episodes. Uh, yeah, they're still up there and we're still getting quite a few hits and uh, quite a few people listening, which is fantastic, even though we had a bit of a break. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice that people are really interested yeah. and um, you can get in touch with us through social media as well. So our handle's at bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Twitter. Yes. Uh, it's great. We've also got an email address, bidwabask, B-I-D-W-B-A-S-E podcast at gmail.com. So if you have any feedback about season one or ideas for season two or anything at all, um, if you want to tell us we're awesome or that we suck or anything <laughs> at all, uh, shoot us an email or get in touch with us through socials. That'd be awesome. For sure. And before we get into our Seinfeld news, we've been running a campaign for a few weeks, even on social media, and we did mention it in our last two episodes of Season 1. This is the uh, Seven Degrees of Separation campaign. So we're looking for anyone named Seven, or even Soda for that matter, and uh, or if you know anyone named Seven or Soda, we'd love to hear from you. And we actually, uh, on Instagram, we did actually get one person who sent us a post, a, uh, a, a comment or whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, she mentioned that she had an employee called Seven. Oh, there you go. Wow. Yeah, I didn't yeah. actually see that. I'll have, yeah. to, um, I'll have to go back and have a look at that. Yeah, and uh, I've, just, I've just thought of an idea. If um, you're a heavily pregnant woman and you're <laughs> undecided about your baby name, <laughs> we, both, we both encourage you to name your child either Seven or Soda because it's a nice name for a boy. Or a girl, yes. or a boy, or a whatever. Boy. Or a boy, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. And uh, if they have a if they have a rough life because of that, please don't hold us responsible. And if you're going to go into labour, just make sure you don't have your cousin-in-law in the room, even yep. though like he's having sex <laughs> with the cousin. Just just don't. <laughs> That'd be great. I think we mentioned that in that episode how that's one of our both of, one of our favourite lines from like from all nine seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Having sex with a cousin. I'm having sex with a cousin. Yeah, we did mention that in uh, in the seven. That was a few episodes p- before. So uh, yeah, that's <laughs> really funny. Yeah, but anyway, really yeah. But anyway, today to kick off season two, episode one, we're going to go to. And can you believe this, Stephen? This is the first time we've ever done this. We're going to head to season five. I can't believe out of eighteen episodes we've recorded, we had never went to season five. Can you believe it? I know, and it only and it only occurred to us sort of when we were recording. I remember episode sixteen or seventeen. We were sort of picking, trying to pick an episode, and we both realised shit, we haven't gone to season five. So we we picked a good one today, which we'll get into a bit later. But yeah. First, um, we'll go through some Seinfeld news. Yeah. Alrighty, let's do it. 
Okay, and uh, for the first Seinfeld news of season two of Bidwabask, we've got seven things to get through. Seven. Just keeping in mind that this covers uh, the major Seinfeld news and events uh, between, I guess, I think the third or fourth week of June and very late July. Um, there were a lot of things I missed out on, so I'll go through them a bit quicker. Um, but yeah, a lot of cool stuff. So number one, this this kind of goes in, in chronological order in a way. So after sure. the uh, infamous and famous um, Kesha snub, where Seinfeld fantastically snubbed Kesha, who wanted a, a hug um, over and over again, um, Seinfeld, Jerry, posted an Instagram photo thanking uh, supporters for the, the, the good foundation event that was the event where where kesha was where she wanted to hug him yeah um and uh in the photo this it was it's actually pretty good if you jump on seinfeld's instagram or or any of his socials i think um the photo of him thanking supporters is of him hugging his wife like really hard so it's kind of it's kind of a bit of a dig yeah a bit Um, of a dig at at kesha yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, I think it's lighthearted because um, I do remember reading at the time that like a couple of days, you know, when everyone was sort of offended on behalf of Kesher and, and you know, calling Seinfeld out, I yeah. think he said or she said that they kind of, you know, they talked it out in the event um, away from the cameras. So I think it was just like a bit of a lighthearted, you know, bit of shade that was thrown at, at her. But I yeah. found it funny nonetheless. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Good, good taking the piss out of Kesher. Love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. What's um, your second item out of seven? <laughs> out of seven. Out of seven. seven. Two out of seven. Two out of seven. I know. That's, uh, yeah, seven. Seven degrees uh, of separation. If you name seven, let us know, yeah? That's it. <laughs> um, so in an interview with Mr. Porter, and Mr. Porter's kind of a, a fashion website, I guess. They sell okay. high-end men's fashion stuff. Sure. Um, they interviewed Joe Seinfeld. And um, he was saying that he got really upset with his daughter, Sasha, um, after he caught her watching Keeping Up With The, uh, the Kardashians. Oh, um, no. Phone to bed. And I quote, the only time I really, uh, sorry, the one time I really, really got upset was when my daughter was watching The Kardashians on her phone in her bed and I could not take the scene. <laughs> That's very lowbrow for the Seinfeld household. Life. I was, I was just saying it was very, yeah, low, it was very it. lowbrow for the Seinfeld household, Keeping Up The Kardashians. Yeah, definitely. I, I understand why I got mad. Um <laughs> And he went on to say that for someone who, for their whole life, television was the Olympics of being a comedian, it was only for the best. I think he was just a bit pissed off because the Kardashians get a lot of criticism for being famous, for yeah. kind of doing nothing, you know, mm. for being a bit vacuous and stuff. And of he, course. you know, he obviously had to, to slog his way through stand-up to, to get where he is. <laughs> so I think he, you know, sort of took it a bit personally, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, understandable, but whatever. Whatever. Um, it's, it's done. Yeah, number three. So this is actually a bit of local news. Ah, um, here we go. This is something I, I went and I saw it in real life. So there's a, a well-known um, Melbourne street art, artist. His name is Lush Socks. And he <laughs> yes. paints when, when sort of big pop culture moments happen. Um, he, you know, the next day or a couple of days after, he'll go and paint a big giant mural of that event. Um, you know, like the, like the infamous photo of um, uh, Kim Kardashian's ass, you know, when she posted – a photo, I think, and she said she was going to break an inter- break the internet. So, um, after the after the Kesha snub in Fitzroy North in Melbourne, which is where we are, which is where we record, he went and painted a big um, mural on the side of a pizza shop in Fitzroy North, which is sort of one or two suburbs out of the city on the north. Yeah, um, and it's just it's just a, a, a you know an image of that scene of of Jerry sort of putting his hand up, saying, "No, I don't want to hug you," and Kesha looking a bit, um, you know, <laughs> a, a bit dejected. Yeah, and if you want to know, if you want to go check it out, it's actually still there because I sort of I live close-ish to that area, um, and 
I, I go past it sometimes and a couple of weeks ago it was still there. So, and we're recording in very late July, so it probably still is up. Um, it's on the side of the Lacera Woodfire Pizzeria, which okay. is on St. George's Road in Fitzroy yeah. North. So yeah. go have a look. It's really cool. Give us free pizza, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're Business listening, tripled. please. Yeah, I hope so. Um, it better. You know, first week of August, our pizza, you know, our pizza sales have gone right up. What's all these? What's all these guys in jeans and white sneakers doing in the pizza shop? <laughs> what's the deal with margarita? It's only cheese. <laughs> It'd be awesome if they started having like a like an open mic comedy night. Oh, that'd be good. You know, get Jerry in there. Jerry's coming coming here next week. Yeah, he's in the country from August four, I believe. Which yeah, is, only yeah, a few days away. Yeah, that's it. So a couple of days after after you'll be listening to this. So mm. yeah, and his tour goes for like three or four weeks. It's a pretty big one. Quite a while, yes. So the fourth bit of news is um, the real life suit Nazi. He's actually filed for bankruptcy. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, it was it was the first or second week of, uh, of July, sorry. Um, and it was only a month after the the CFO for the company was arrested on charges. Um, he'd been accused of cheating the government out of employment related taxes. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. So um, the company's CEO, Jamie Carson, made a statement um, and he said that um, the combination of uh, legacy liabilities and recent company development, which is just, you know, sort of like PR talk for our CFO fucking us over, um, (laughs) made it it necessary to seek bankruptcy protection. I always love it when, you know, companies and politicians release statements of like, you know, when they're caught doing something really naughty and they try and obfuscate the, the truth will play down what they're doing yeah. by sort of you know using just like slick words yeah, yeah yeah it's always interesting it's like you can't you can't i don't know you can't play down like uh, you know severe charges it's, it's always funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so the fifth one is a follow-up um uh, i think it was i don't know it was one of the first episodes we recorded um and it was one of my favorite bit of news uh, seinfeld news in you know out of all the ones that we've covered yeah sure um the fake architect who was convicted, yeah, um, that's investigated, right. convicted under Operation Vandalay Industries. I think that was about halfway through season one. I think we did an episode. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. About halfway. It was, it was one yeah. of the earlier, earlierish ones. Yeah, it might have been the blood or say episode nine. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I think it was around there somewhere. Yeah. So he actually, uh, in sometime in uh, July, he went to court and he pled guilty to six felonies, including grand grand larceny. Grand larceny. Jesus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the expected uh, expected sentence uh, would be for two and a half to seven years in state prison, um, and more than one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in fines and restitution. No so, soup for him, huh? No soup for him. Oh, he'll probably get soup in jail, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm sure. But no malvatani. Yeah, no. I don't think it'll be. Good. I don't think it'll be soup Nazi level soup. It'll just be like tinned, you know, tin pumpkin soup or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it depends who you get behind the. Uh, behind the stove you might get a bit of sweat or blood or something else yeah that's true if you if you like cut off fingers and stuff yeah severed heads you know severed severed ears or something yeah prison stuff (laughs) your prison prison soup (laughs) so the second last piece of news is um jerry seinfeld as we all know loves his classic cars especially porsches Mm. and um it's actually good timing so if you happen to be in Monterey, which is a small town in California. I've, I've actually been there. It's really nice. Ah, oh, beautiful. Um, he's auctioning off one of his Porsches. It's a Porsche 911 GT3 RS, which means absolutely nothing to me. Probably means uh, it's fast. Yeah, basically. It's it's a Porsche. I'm sure it's beautiful. Um, he, It's actually, I said it was being auctioned, actually. It's just being sold um, at Russo and Steel, which mm-hmm. is a 
obviously some sort of dealership yeah. in Monterey through August. So if you've got a lot of money and you're a Seinfeld fan, um, go go buy it. Yeah. If you if you're around if you live in Monterey or you're in the Monterey area or if you're willing yeah. to travel to Monterey, go for it. And you have the yeah. dosh. Be my guest. Yeah, go for it. That's it. It's um, it's just south of San Francisco, okay. just north of Big Sur. So that part of California, really, really nice part of the world. Nice one. So yeah. So the seventh and final piece, and this is probably the most recent bit of major Seinfeld news. Um, Forbes actually released their. You know, everyone sort of knows they do annual lists of like the highest paid comedians yep. or actresses or actors or whatever. Mm. Um, this year, mostly because of the Netflix um, uh, deal that he signed and also his tour that he's sort of um, on at the moment, uh, Jerry was named the top paid comedian between June 2016 and June 2017. That sounds about right. And he earned sixty nine million dollars US, which Whoa. is uh, at the moment about ninety million Australian. What in that, in that period of time? In 12 months, yeah, 90, oh. about 70, just under $70 million US. Jeez. That's, that's a combination of, of it, you know, just ongoing syndication of Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, deal, the deal that he penned with uh, Netflix for Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee and the two Netflix specials. Yeah. That's I on, think they've been yeah. released later in the year. Yeah. Um, that's and, on top uh, of his hundreds of millions. Yeah, that's it. And I think last time I read, like, sometime when we were recording for season one. Yeah. I think he was his his estimated net worth was like eight hundred million. So yeah, something like that. Yeah. You know, in in three or four years, if he keeps going, he'll literally be a billionaire. He'll be a billionaire. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty close. Crazy. Maybe he can maybe he can fund this podcast. I doubt it. I don't think he won't. Probably he's never <laughs> he's even heard of it. it. <laughs> yeah, anyway. And that's, that's Seinfeld news for this week. So a bit of a longer one, but um, as of next week, we'll be back to the to the regular amount of time. Good work, Stephen. Good work, buddy. Seinfeld news for this week. And I, I, t- I did mention before, we're going to season five for our season two Bidwabas premiere. And we're going yeah. to go to episode 20, The Hamptons, one of my favorite season five episodes. It's one of my favorite episodes overall. Oh, overall, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's, I'd say for me, top 10. Easy. Yep. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I'd say. Really good. And we're going to delve yeah. into the secondary characters of that episode. Well, I've got a couple, but I'm sure you have a few. You love you love talking about the really, really minor characters. So uh, we'll take a quick break, and we'll come back, and we'll speak about them. Sounds good. You're on, but I'd want to be a secondary character. Well, this is interesting. What? Jane's topless. <laughs> yo, yo, ma. <laughs> Boutros, Boutros, golly. <laughs> Nice rack. Come on, you guys. You can come and see the baby now. Oh, uh, in a minute, Carol. Yeah, we're, we're going to be right up. And welcome back to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character, a Australian podcast that focuses on the secondary characters of our much-beloved television show, Seinfeld. And yeah. uh, welcome to the first episode of season two. I know, season two. I, I don't think we'd make it past season one. I thought we were going to get axed. Episode one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, we were talking about it for so many months before we decided to take the plunge, didn't we? Yeah, and here we are. So, and it's it's just getting better and better. So, if um if you've listened through season one, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we honestly um, if you've do. Got in touch with us through social media or send us emails or anything at all. Um, even in real life, you know, like a lot of our friends and and people listen, and everyone's been really kind and positive, and it's really encouraging. So. You know, we're happy to be back for season two, and um, it's just going to get better and better. So, yeah, yeah, really sincere thank you for 
from uh, from both of us. Yeah, sure will. And in case you're wondering, usually Stephen and I are in the studio where we're recording episodes, but we're doing a, a Skype experiment today. So uh, see how that goes. So uh, I'm recording on my computer in my studio and well my makeshift studio and uh, Stephen's uh, on the other end uh, in on Skype so uh, that's why he sounds a bit uh, bit different than usual he doesn't have those uh, dulcet yep. tones in the studio well he still does but you know <laughs> I'd say your tones are way more dulcet someone uh, one of my friend one of my friends said that you sound like Richard Kingsmill Richard Kingsmill does he know anyone in Triple J or uh, not that I know of. I can get me a gig. I don't, I don't know how that would. I don't know how that would benefit us. But oh. yeah, that's all right. I, I can plug the plug the podcast, <laughs> or we can maybe get the ABC to commission it or something. That'll be all right. That's true. Yeah, yeah sounds that's good. True. <laughs> that's there awesome. might be a conflict of interest with like uh, you know oh, whoever owns the distribution rights in Australia, but yes, yeah. whatever, whatever. <laughs> they got plenty in the bank. They'll be fine. Uh, all yeah. good. Anyway, so to kick off season two of this podcast series, we're heading for the first time to season five of Seinfeld, and we're talking about the secondaries from episode 20, The Hamptons. And every week before I, we do go into the characters, I just give a bit of a brief synopsis about the episode, because you probably haven't seen it for a while, or you're probably thinking, oh yeah, let's, let's get your take on it, what, what actually happened. So here we go, episode synopsis for The Hamptons. Airing originally on May 12th, 1994, this episode was directed by Tom Sharones and written by Peter Melman and Carol Leifer. Tom Sharones is like Paul McCartney for Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> Amazing. The core four travel to the Hamptons for a weekend trip to see the baby, which turns out to be very ugly. See the baby. To see the baby. And very ugly baby at that. Uh, While while walking around on the beach tour, which I think is a fabulous montage, the Beach Boys montage of Kramer. Yeah. Kramer. (laughs) (laughs) Kramer discovers. When he's showing the girls swimming. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And then the lifeguard (laughs) grabs him. He's like a beach cop or something. Yeah, yeah, Comes up and tells him to, to get out. To get out, yeah. It's good. <laughs> He, he, he just cops her from anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so while on the beach, Kramer discovers a commercial lobster cage full of plenty of lobster. And being Kramer, he illegally takes the contents <laughs> from the cage. Of course he does. George's girlfriend, Jane, played by Melora Waters, uh, walks around topless near the pool while George goes shopping for Hampton tomatoes. And George is seen naked by Jerry's girlfriend, Rachel, Melanie Smith. George exclaims that his shrinkage happened because he was in the pool. And we'll talk... <laughs> We'll talk more about shrinkage and not just what it is, but sort of how it affected um, pop just, culture. I guess, like pop culture lexicon. Indeed. It's become a, it's become a word. Yeah. You know, like, a word that everyone uses, but sh- we'll touch on that a bit later. We will. Shrinkage, sponge worthy. You know, Seinfeld, Seinfeld really broke ground in terms of the English vocabulary, <laughs> didn't they? Um, well, they're related to like sex and genitals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, right? Crazy. Um, so at breakfast, this is the, the end of the episode. At breakfast, George gets her revenge, or his revenge rather, by feeding Rachel lobster-filled scrambled eggs, which are not kosher, as I assume she's Jewish. Uh, Kramer's arrested for stealing the lobsters and is sentenced to community service for an indefinite amount of time. Uh, other secondary characters include a doctor named Ben, breathtaking, uh, who Elaine is attracted to. He's played by actor Richard Berge. Uh, the Ugly Baby's parents, Michael, played by Markel Taylor, and Carol, Lisa Mende. And the cop who arrests Kramer, he's played by Jesse D. Goines. And a bit of trivia for this one, Stephen, for the Hamptons. This episode, mm. like you mentioned before about shrinkage, it has been credited with giving a new meaning to that word. And uh, Seinfeld yeah. writer Peter Melman took credit for introducing the word. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, there you go. Yeah, apparently, apparently, um, Larry David was very enthusiastic um, in his approval of that word. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And do you know Peter Melman? He actually credited Larry David with coming up with Spongeworthy. So he did like the opposite really? thing. Yeah, when it was the Sponge episode. 
that's a nice little one-two back and forth. A little one-two, I know. Not, not too bad, huh? Indeed. Do you no. want to get into the um, into the characters? Let's do it. So I've got, first of all, I have Rachel. So that's Jerry's girlfriend in the episode. And she actually yep. appears a, a few times. Jerry's girlfriend. Jerry's girlfriend, yeah. She actually appears a, a few times. She appears in the next episode, The Opposite, which is the um, season five finale, uh, as well as a previous mm. season five episode, The Raincoats. So she's in uh, she's yeah, about the episodes. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um yeah, yeah, so that's pretty good. And this you know, this episode, the Hamptons, it was actually uh produced last in the season, but it was actually the yeah. penultimate episode. They, they 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 put it forward and they made the opposite the season finale. I've got the same thing in my notes, Ivan. So ah, maybe I can look at your notes on Skype. You just show <laughs> me a piece of paper and no, not really. I, I no, can't see those. No. no. So, no. <laughs> no. So, Rachel was played by Melanie Smith. She's known mainly for her roles in uh, As the World Turns, Night Hunter, and Trances 3, probably all big, yeah. great stuff. Um, she's also appeared in six episodes of Star Trek Deep Space Nine as Xyle, and I saw a picture of her. She was like a Klingon lady, so she had like the, oh, really? the Klingon makeup. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Ah. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Klingon, uh-huh. tough. You know, it's a Klingon dictionary. Really? Yeah, and you can and you can actually, I think, in Wikipedia or one of those ones, you can actually read articles in Klingon. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, wow. it's something, something ridiculous. I think Google Translate does Klingon. It's ridiculous. But I've heard I've heard that Klingon is not a real language in terms of you know like a language you can learn. It's just a bunch of guttural sounds. Yeah, pretty much. It's like listening to death metal. It's like roar. Yeah. Yeah. Cookie monsters. Yeah, Cookie monsters. I'm, sure, I'm sure someone. I'm sure someone has taken Klingon and put it over. You know, blast beats and death metal. I'm sure they have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people have put parrots and roosters. Well, over. you put on you put on our Facebook page, um, uh, Seinfeld and Slipknot. The, the new yeah, metal that's band. it. Yeah, and Slayer as well. And Slayer, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put, yeah, put that saw, on our page. I saw pages. one the other day actually for System of a Down as well for Chop Suey. Nice. It's like, wake up, da 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 da, make up. Yeah, da, 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 da. she wanted to. She really wanted, good. We should put that on our pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bidwabask B I D W B A S C. Yeah, they're hilarious. Yeah, man. So, Rachel, so I assume she's Jewish because she, you know, the lobster wasn't kosher. So, comes from yep. a Jewish background, similar to Jerry. Mm. Very independent woman, you know. She probably has a pretty high-paying job. Oh, probably not high-paying, but pretty stable job. Probably pretty decent income. Yeah, she seems um, very strong-willed. You know, she knows she knows what she likes. Yeah. And she knows what she doesn't like, which is George. George, yeah. Can't, just can't stand George. Can't stand him at all. Can't, can't stand you. Yeah. Can't stand you, yeah. That's yeah, I mean, it. I don't, I don't blame her. He's yeah. a pretty, he's a pretty, dis, you know, despicable person. Mm, mm. And Jerry definitely, I, I think, because you know, Jerry doesn't usually have a girlfriend for more than one episode, but she appears in a few episodes. So uh, clearly, Jerry has some kind of attraction to her. There's something that he clearly likes in her. Do you think? Do you think it's because she's so strong-willed? Maybe he, you know, he gets bored really easy. Or he just finds the smallest reason to break up with a girl. But because she's quite, I don't want to say dominant, because no. they don't really show their dynamics, but, you know, she's very, you know, just self-assured and, and just confident. Maybe he finds that attractive, that she's not a pushover. And, yeah. she, and she also doesn't really have any weird idiosyncrasies or anything. Yeah, well, she doesn't eat peas one at a time or, you know. She doesn't have like giant that. hands. Or, no, you no know. none of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, no, I, th- I think Jerry does. I think Jerry's glad that she's independent. And I think also because she's Jewish. As well, mm-hmm. like you know, he, he probably thinks, "Oh, the parents are going to, you know, really appreciate her and accept her," you know, because he's she's a Jew, you know, she's Jewish, so you know. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's not often unless Jerry does something terribly wrong, like I can't even think, you know, like like in the contest, you know, yeah. the Virgin finds out about the contest. You're all um, sick. 
Yeah, you know, unless he does something like really terrible or whatever. Yeah. Rarely do his girlfriends break up with him. Mm. So, mm. yeah, I reckon I reckon he would have been. She, you know, he would have been. Um, normally, he doesn't care. Like he's quite despondent after they break up. But, yeah. You know, I reckon he would have been pretty down. Yeah, he probably would have felt something. You know, something emotional. Because I think in the yeah. brain, I think in the opposite they break up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 The next episode. So. Yeah. No. I, well. You know, she's she's clearly well not not attracted to Kramer, but she I reckon she admires Kramer because you know Kramer's well, a very you know Kramer kind of helps her out you know try and help with her lobster, you know she wants to really try the shellfish, but Kramer's tempts her out of it and says no, you know. So I think I think she has an admiration or an adoration for Kramer. Yeah, I think I I, I figured that maybe the lobster and her temptation maybe represented a, a bigger crisis of faith, like maybe she was questioning her. You know, Jewish heritage and Jewish mm. Jewish faith. Yes, that's true. And you know, Kramer coming along and being this sort of solid guy to to guide her back on on, on, yeah. you know, on the road to to you know enlightenment. I don't know. Enlightenment, whatever. yes, or even yeah, just just restoring her faith. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I I think I think at the end, not only you know she would have been well, you know, she was obviously really happy that Kramer stopped her from eating the lobster, but I reckon that would have had a deeper effect as well and sort of reset um, her, her commitment to Judaism. Yes. And the one question I do want to I do want to swing your way, Stephen, what do you mm. think happened when she saw George's shrinkage? Because I, clearly, from, from what Elaine demonstrates, it's clear that women don't actually understand shrinkage and what it actually is. Um what do you think her reaction was? How do you how do you think she? Well, obviously she that kind she's, of. I mean, she she, she, she hates was, George even more after that. But what do you think? Do you reckon she? You know, she kind of got traumatized after that, or maybe do you reckon that that was the reason why she wanted to test her faith with the lobster? Maybe yeah, she was trying to escape, you know, and like, you know, almost like I don't know, like you know, drown out her traumatic vision of of George's junk. Oh my like, goodness! Like, like, what do you lobster? It shrinks. Um, uh, <laughs> like yeah, a turtle. It shrinks. I don't like know how you guys walk around with those things. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I don't know um, either, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I I mean she she snickered, you know, she she barely contained her snicker. Yeah, that's right. Um and George I, I George, know, George didn't want a bar of it. He wasn't keen. No, he wanted to, you know, to prove to her that he was, you know, at least averagely endowed. Yeah. Yeah. More. I, I don't know, I don't think I don't think she would have been traumatized. I think she's just She's too. She's too much of sort of like a badass, like I don't give a fuck sort of person to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, I guess it was kind. Of, now I think about it, it was kind of mean that she she gossiped, especially to George's girlfriend. Yeah, exactly. And considering yeah, George never saw her naked, but uh, everyone else saw her topless, which we'll get yeah, into in a minute. I mean, yeah, I mean that aside, I just think you know, like if you walk in on someone naked. You know, it's fine to be embarrassed, but to to you know to to sort of talk shit behind their back about their apparently small dick. That's a bit rude. That is that is very rude. Yes, yes, I have to you agree. Know, it's it's especially a bunch you know amongst a bunch of adults. I don't know. Like I'd expect that in high school, but not not you know. I mean, we're not talking about normal adults here, but you know, I don't know. I just I just thought that was a bit just mean. You know. Yeah, she's pretty mean. Pretty, but I think. I think because she already disliked George, I think she was just happy to tell Jane, you know. She, That's she true. Do you, do you think she, because she disliked George so much, she would have told Jane 
as a way to sort of, um, you know, just get at him because she doesn't like him. Yeah, I think so. And plus, mm. you know, to try and maybe, if she was cold-hearted enough, maybe to kind of sabotage the relationship. Maybe yeah. maybe, maybe yeah. she saw, you know, maybe Jane didn't see what George was really like and then maybe, you know, maybe uh, maybe Rachel was, you know, knew what George was like, you know, could see, you know, because she's smart and confident and all that. Maybe she saw who he actually was, you know, previously and thought, oh, I better help Jane out and try and find yeah, a way because the then Jane, Jane Jane leaves for New York the next morning or overnight or something you know as soon as she finds out yeah no it's the next it's, it's the, next yeah, it's the next morning the next morning yeah, yeah she's it's, gone it's like their yeah. second day they have dinner that night yeah and, and then she's gone and George George tries to like sort of save a bit of face by wearing a, a too tight t-shirt yeah he's like oh you know what Jane like he's you know He's so he's so fucking transparent <laughs> he is you know sometimes in the, sometimes they, it shrinks yeah <laughs> that's what happens yeah, yeah. Yeah, also, I mean, I, even though she was a bit mean, I, I really liked her. I don't yeah. know. I think, you know, sometimes um, the the episode girlfriends can be just a bit, you know, they're just they're just something for the main characters to work off. And, exactly. You know, yeah. If you want, but she, I think she, as a character, um, you know, in 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 the episode she's in, she's I don't know, she's really good. I like oh, her. Yeah, I would love to have seen her come back, like in an episode. Like maybe she dates yeah. Kramer. You know, it's like a different twist. You know, she runs into Jerry and then falls in love with Kramer or something. That would have been good. You know. Yeah, actually, that that's a good point. That'd be interesting. Like, you know, they they reunite after a while. Yeah, like she, I don't know, like she, I don't know. Yeah, the fact that like after that trip, you know, she she thinks a lot about Kramer and maybe she's obsessed with him or, or something, and comes back and and you know tries and like stalks him or something. Yeah, because he helped her out so much. You know, he sort of to show her appreciation or something, or she falls in love with him. That would be that's a really good. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, too bad we didn't write Seinfeld, huh? That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> a shame. Anyway, yeah, so that's 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 Rachel, Jerry's girlfriend. So you want to move on to George's episode girlfriend, Jane? Yeah, yeah, Jane. So Jane was played by um, Melora. I think I, think I, yeah, I think it's Melora Dolores Mulva. It's like, it's, like, it's like a mix between Mulver and Dolores, Melora. Yeah, her name, actually it is. <laughs> What's the name of a female body part? Melora? Holy shit, it is. Can I see your, can I see your Melora? <laughs> oh, that's so good. Show us your Melora. Show us your Melora, no. Melora Waters, yes. She's an actress and director known for The Butterfly Effect, Magnolia and Dead Poets Society. Wow. That's it, yeah. So she's got a pretty good little um, filmography. So she was born in 1960. Oh, yeah. She's... Um, she was born in Saudi Arabia, but she she oh. moved to America at a young age. So yeah, I think she identifies as American, but yeah, yeah. Well, um, well crazy. Yeah, and she not only um, did she appear in uh, those movies. Well, I, I think it's worth mentioning Boogie Nights as well because I love that film. Oh, Boogie Nights, um, yeah, cool. Yeah, and uh, she also appeared in Roseanne, which was interesting because Seinfeld. I always thought, like in the nineties, growing up, like Seinfeld and Roseanne were kind of the rival sitcoms yeah. they're on opposing networks and they were always competing for ratings yeah and out of all the out of all the secondary characters we've covered i don't remember one that's appeared on roseanne as well yeah sure sure no i i don't remember one either actually yeah so um yeah and also nypd blue and csi so, so everything uh, she's been a lot of stuff yeah very prolific what well on so i i like um like rachel i i really liked jane yeah, me she's too. She's very liberated, isn't she? Sexually, yeah. The first, physically. first thing I thought when we watched, you know, when I watched the episode, she's very comfortable with her body. Oh, she sure is. That's why she takes her top off in front of everyone while George is going to get the tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, I think a lot of women are happy to sunbake topless, but they generally maybe they lie face down, or you know, they would only do it with, you know, in like 
like in a secluded area yeah. or I don't know. It's yeah. just like a pool amongst basically strangers. Very European, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Unless she, uh, unless she had a, had a stint in Europe and then you know lived there for a while and then she got used to the custom, you know, and then she thought, oh yeah, cool. Or, or maybe she's just a carefree person. Yeah, I, I think she's just, I don't know, just yeah, like you said, liberal, just comfortable with her body. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I've, you know, a lot of people associate nudity and sex. Yeah. You know, they're two, and you know, they are they are close in a lot of ways. But I think yeah. she can separate the two. And the crazy, the crazy thing is, that's the first time I've ever seen side boob in Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't do that often, it, do you? It's almost like it's almost like it's not front boob, but it's no. it's it's side going on to sort of like forty five degree angle. Yeah, I know that was quite a bit of quite a bit of flesh. I was surprised. I was yeah. surprised they went that far. I thought you know usually yeah. they do like a cut of like maybe the the their middle or lower back or something or you know their head mm. or you know they've got like just a, a under the neckline you know they cut it off you know I thought it'd be something like that but no there's a bit of bit of side action yeah. there. Yeah, normally it's like a shampoo ad where you know, <laughs> you know they're naked, but you don't see anything. The suds, the suds cover everything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, you saw, yeah. you know, and like um, like Kramer says, she's got a great body. She's got a great, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then he goes, oh, yeah, very attractive woman. Yeah. Do you want something to drink? And I just say something like, "Do you want something to drink?" And then Kramer's like, uh, uh, "He's just lost the words." Doesn't yeah, yeah. Just so, I actually watched <laughs> the episode. I actually watched the episode yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I watched it the other day. And the, the the version I've got on my computer has subtitles, oh, and I sure. saw. And I think I think the subtitles are, uh, I'll get it. And if you if you listen to it carefully, he kind of goes like, I'll get it. Oh, he's like, oh, it sounds I'll like go, he's go, saying, go, I'll get it. Oh, I'll, I'll go 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 like, go get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like okay. I'll I'll go get it or something like that. Right, right, um, sure. Yeah, but if you without the subtitles, it just sounds like his normal sort of percussive gibberish. I thought it would have been um, like I thought it would have been like Kramer stuttering or something, you know, you know, how, yeah, how, you, 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 you know, you know how you know when when in in the scripts of The Simpsons when Homer says "doll," it's actually put as annoying grunt. They write yeah, annoying grunt, grunt and then like yeah. stars on each side. Yeah. yeah. So then, yeah. then when Dan Castellaneta knows when sees annoying grunt, he just goes "doll." Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's like that. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So two, two, Rachel and Jane, two free-thinking liberal, you know, liberal ladies who know what they want. And yeah. Proud. Howard, gotta love them. So, yeah, I, I found her to be kind of like I think she's a bit more, um, like, I guess a bit less mean than Rachel. In yes, ways. I think so. Um, yeah, but she's still very decisive and just self-assured. Um, not not just in her body, but you know, her I guess just her personality. Yeah, that's it. I think so too. Yeah, very sure. And uh, I don't know what she saw in George. Maybe uh, George mm-hmm. seems to get George seems to get the attractive ones. I don't know. You know what something. she? You know what she didn't see? What? His dick. <laughs> of course. I think it's a good thing. But she <laughs> she just heard about it from a third party. Yeah, and that that made me think like. <laughs> You know, like a lot of, you know, there's that stereotype that men are insecure about their, their dicks and they yeah. think that women care about size. But, you know, I've never I've never met a woman as a friend or whatever who actually legitimately cares or would hold it against a, a, a guy. You know, like I, it's just a bit of like a bullshitty sort of myth. Yeah, of course um, it is. But I, I, I was thinking, you know, if she heard that rumor, even if she thought it was funny or she made her think about like, okay, well, does that make me change... Does that change the way I feel? Mm. Obviously, it means a lot to her in a lot of ways. If she's if she just bails on a holiday early yeah. and makes up a pretty 
you know, pretty like easy to detect lie. Yeah. So it made me think maybe she prefers medium, you know, to generously appendaged men. Or yeah, possibly. Or or maybe she just doesn't have the uh, the gumption to approach George and discuss it. You know, maybe she just yeah. you know, as someone if she was strong and confident enough, she'd go up to George and say, "Hey, George, what's shrinkage?" You know. Yeah, that's How true. Shrinks, and then he'll say, "Where did you hear that?" She goes, "Oh, I just heard it from somewhere. Yeah, it was just... Rachel, wasn't it?" It was Rachel. All right, I'll show you. And then he just pulls down his pants. See? And then it's drinked again. And then I mean, he goes, damn, yeah. I was in the pool again. No. I was in the pool. I was in the pool for a second time. That's probably like a deleted scene. <laughs> probably, yeah. And then she just storms out to head home the next morning. <laughs> I don't surprise if she, me. Actually, if she actually saw it, that like, you know, shrunk, I, I don't reckon she would have even stayed the night. She would have just packed up and gone that night. Yeah, she would have gone. I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. I can go back to a city full of men who don't suffer from shrinkage. Indeed. Anyway, enough about the male appendage. Let's go to a quick <laughs> break. We're going to talk about the breathtaking Dr. Ben and uh, the cop who arrests Kramer. I'll just talk a bit about him. Yep, coming up, more dicks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. You're listening to But I Don't Want to Be a Secondary Character. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought this was the baby's room. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I was in the pool! I was in the pool! Welcome back, and uh, we're, this is the season two premiere, I should say. My name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. Oh, but I don't want to be a secondary character, and we're delving into season five, episode 20 this week, The Hamptons. Yeah, great episode. Yes. And um, so far we've covered the two main secondary characters. Rachel and Jane, who are Jerry and uh, George's episode girlfriends, respectively. That's correct, yes. Um, we had a good discussion about it. Strong, independent women who don't take any shit, especially yeah. shrinkage. A shrinkage. Well, one of them. Yes, and one yeah. of them likes to be topless. So, That's it. In front of strangers. Yeah. Yes. Very so, breathtaking. The only, other, the only other sort of, like, I guess, considerable secondary character is Ben, who's sort of kind of Elaine's love interest. One-sided, but still her love interest for the episode. Very true. He was played by Richard Berge, and uh, Richard Berge is an American actor born in Montclair, New Jersey, 15 miles or so from New York City. Uh, he's known for The Sentinel in Her Shoes, Fun with Dick and Jane, and also in Hostel Part 2. And uh, if you love your daytime soap operas, he's currently in General Hospital, and he's been in 112 episodes of the show. And he used to be. Years. He was also in Days of Our Lives as well. Oh, he was too, yes. And he was in Body Which... of Proof, Desperate Housewives for 46 episodes. Oh, huh. there you go. He played Carl yeah. Mayer. I noticed there's so many actors that we talk about and they're all, like, at least once an episode, it seems that one of them has acted in General Hospital or Days of Our Lives or Bold and the Beautiful. you got to start somewhere, right? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he played he played in Days of Our Lives Philip Collier in 29 episodes. Okay. Yes, there you go. So there you go. If you're listening, Richard, g'day, buddy. We're going to talk about you and your character. Yeah, so Ben Pfeffer. Is his name? Yes. Um, I found him to be a very serious and boring man. I think just a very so boring man. And once again, just, you know, Elaine is a is attracted to the uniform or the uh, or the authority. You know, the the high paying job. So Elaine, I think Elaine does the swoon. Yeah, she does actually. She does uh, the, no, I don't think she does a swoon, but she uh, definitely does a hello. I think hello, she does a head, doctor. Head hello, doctor. Oh, that's right. No, no. She goes, pretty gorgeous. Pretty gorgeous. Yeah, because, you know, they, they're, they're actually inferring about the, uh, the the baby, but they think they're talking yeah. about the doctor. And it's like, oh, very gorgeous. And then My, my favourite part of the episode is, um, you know, when they come into the nursery 
to see the baby for the first time. And Elaine makes that sort of like weird sound. Yeah. Of, like she's like, Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just look at, <laughs> looking at the baby, how hideous it is. God, it must be an ugly freaking baby. I know the looks on their faces are so good. Oh my Ooh. god! Yeah. <laughs> it's like they they looked at a pussy pimple or something. Yeah, something crazy. One thing about <laughs> yeah, like they're looking at something really gross. Yeah. Um, one thing I found about Ben as well, I don't think he's very creative. He's no, smart. he's very, very he's pragmatic man. You know, he just goes with what he's got. He's not really creative. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I reckon his idea of fun would be like stamp collecting or something. Yeah, a yeah, very boring man, very uh, you know handsome man. I, I can see why Elaine mm. would be attracted to him, but he, mm. yeah, see, yeah, I think probably stamp collection or, or something, maybe collects butterflies. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just something, something that's sort of stereotypically boring and uninteresting. Yes, something like something that. Like that. I, I think One so. thing I did notice as well, he's yeah. always reading the paper. Ah, oh, he is too. Yes, he's think, so he's up to date with the news. He, you know, he likes he yeah, likes think, current affairs. I think he, I think he likes to, you know, exercise his intellectual muscle. Yeah, from time to time. I think so. Know? I think so. And yeah. um, also, he loves the word breathtaking. Of course, you know, he says he Elaine's breathtaking, then then the baby's it. breathtaking, and then the sun's the sunset's breathtaking. Yeah, I couldn't breathtaking. quite figure out. I couldn't quite figure out whether he was because you know when Elaine's trying to sort of like figure out you know where like how much of a chance she has when they're out on the on the on the balcony yeah and he's like you know sometimes you just say things to be polite i couldn't figure out whether he's sort of like saying that to elaine or whether he was saying that about the baby it's kind of left vague yeah you know like you know elaine takes it personally like he's sort of retracting his statement about her being breathtaking but you could also interpret it as like he's saying he only said that about the baby to be polite that he actually does think it's ugly sure I don't know, just a little, a little thing I thought about. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah, I, I, I just think, yeah, I mean, you're right though. He's a pretty boring guy. I, nothing really yeah. much to say about him, really. He's only in a. I don't. Few I seasons. don't think he even. I don't think he even smiles in the episode. No, I don't think so. Do you think he was? Didn't they say that he was the doctor who helped the baby? Was he like the obstetrician, or just? I think he was. Yeah, the yeah. who helped deliver the baby or something. I think so. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly. Okay. Yeah, because they seem he obviously seems pretty close with Michael and Carol. So um, yeah, the yeah, yeah. I think he'd be yeah, like he's he's definitely part of that local community or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, knows it pretty well. Like he he comes to their home and he stays there, so he's obviously a friend as well as their yeah baby physician. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I mean, speaking of Carol and Michael, you know, they're in the episode, but we figure they're in about four or five episodes. Well, yeah. Carol is. Michael's only in a couple, but um, they'll eventually get their own What's the Deal with episode, which, if you're not aware, is uh, every fifth episode, um, we focus on a major secondary character. Yes, we sure do. We, we focus on the major secondary character. We talk a bit about the actor and actress, or the actresses, yeah. or whatever, and yeah, just delve into the character. And next week, we have a major secondary character, I reckon the biggest major secondary character. We're going to do an episode for them. Yeah, and based on um, uh, Seinfeld's uh, Seinfeld, your name is not Seinfeld. My your name's name not is Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Ivan. Yeah. Based on based on your not so subtle wink, I, uh, wink, you know, with the the most major secondary character, I'm sure you guess who that is. Newman. 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 I can't wait. Next week is Newman. Yeah. Do it. So the, yeah, the 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 the, the primary secondary character. Yeah, the primary secondary character. That's next week for <laughs> season two, episode two. We can't wait. That's it. Um, the only other secondary character notes I had was, well, the only other secondary character I had was the cop who comes in and arrests Kramer at the end. The only thing I had about him, well, other than he's played by Jesse D. Goins or Goins. Yep. Um, 
he was in a bunch of movies. He's not very active, like past the sort of 90s, but he was in Robocop. Oh, Robocop, cool. Great film. Oh, wonderful. Um, Love it. One of my I favorite reckon, 80s I, films. Yeah, definitely. I reckon, you know, you know, he's like a local cop around the Hamptons. And because it's a pretty well-to-do area, I don't think he would be very... Um, he doesn't have know, to worry about the real big crimes. No, he wouldn't be, you know, like his um, colleagues down in New York dealing with murder and drugs and stuff. Yeah. I reckon I reckon the most common crime he deals with, are, are, you know, are, are shitty lobster poachers. You know, <laughs> come up, they come up from the city for weekends away and they're still... Yeah. I reckon that's I reckon that's his um, his bread and butter. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, he just he just does real petty kind of stuff. Maybe the old you know unruly youth, you know, spray painting mm. graffiti or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. I want to know how he tracked like Kramer down. Like, unless the only thing I can think of is if there was a witness. Oh, or my guess is maybe that the commercial company, the lobster company, probably that you know usually they count how many nets they put out. So maybe no, they. Not- no, but you just mean the how fact he was that caught? You that Kramer nicked it. Oh, got you. Okay, sure. No, it would have been a witness as well. But I'm thinking maybe like the commercial, like the company probably knew how many nets. So they had like 50 nets, and they counted yeah. like 49. Like, where's the first one? And they probably yeah. got witness testimonies from the beach. That's true. Yeah, because oh, surely true. someone saw Kramer do it. Yeah. yeah, I mean it was a pretty popular beach. Maybe one of those women he was trying to impress with his <laughs> his breaststroke breaststroke technique. Maybe or maybe that beach cop. The who? The beach oh, yeah. cop, you know, the one in the montage who who, sh- who shoves him off, who tells him to go. Yeah, that's true. I reckon <laughs> he's, yeah, he did. And that's that's all I have for secondary characters. Do you yeah. have anything else? No, that's about it for me. Uh, that's that's pretty much it for the uh, Season 5, Episode 20, The Hamptons, for our Season 2 premiere. Yeah, that's it. So we'll, um, we'll finish off. And, yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. So uh, one thing I started doing around Episode, I think, 15 or 16 yes. um, of Season 1, Seinfeldisms. Seinfeldisms, that's right. I actually have yeah. one for you. Oh, really? Well, you go. I ate a Snickers bar with a fork and knife. Actually, you sent me a photo of that. I did, and you didn't respond. Oh, sorry. Uh-huh. It's all right. You didn't. You can now. You can say, that's awesome, man, or, hey. Well, yeah, that is, that is awesome. That did is. It, did it make a taste? Are we talking about a different time other than the trivia? Uh, yes, a different time, yes. Like I, you, I, weren't, I, weren't, you weren't under any pressure? You no. Made it you ate it under your pleasure? No way! No, no, no! It wasn't. It wasn't the eating contest at the trivia night. No, no. It was. Uh, no, I was pretty. I was pretty keen. You know, I was. I thought I'd give it a go. This time, I had a metal fork and knife, and I, I went for it. Okay. And did it? Did it taste any any better or any worse? Oh, it was just the same. It's just you were just getting different bits of the Snickers one at a time, rather than gorging the whole thing like I usually do. That's true. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Okay, that, that's yeah. my I just, thought, I just thought sometimes sometimes the way you eat something makes it taste better, even though it doesn't. It's, yes. It's, you know, like if, if I make a Vegemite sandwich, and Vegemite, if you're an international listener, is a salty, yeasty extract spread. A good source of vitamin B. Apparently it is. <laughs> apparently it is, um, yes. And apparently it makes you a happy little Vegemite. Indeedy. <laughs> For breakfast, lunch, and tea, which is dinner <laughs> in Australia and the UK. Uh, yeah. And also, one more, one, uh, before you get into your Seinfeldism, Stephen, I have one more uh, food-related Seinfeldism. Oh, okay. My girlfriend bought me a black and white protein cookie. Really? Yeah, it was black and white. Black, huh. black, half black, half white. Pretty cool, huh? Did you, hold, did you hold it up to an African-American man and make like a knowing nod? No, we don't have African-Americans in Australia, really. So it was a bit tough. No, no African people either. So no, I just ate it all myself. Okay. So that was my Seinfeldism. Did you feel like you were, you know, um, like empowered to to bring world peace or you know end end apartheid or? I was in, I was empowered to end my hunger, really. 
That was <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's uh, that was all from me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't you can't solve big problems, you know, when you're hungry. So exactly, you're not you and you're hungry. Oh God, that sounds like an ad. <laughs> Terrible. So, Stephen, your 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 life is virtually Seinfeld these days since we've done the podcast, and every week you have a Seinfeldism. So, what did what happened to you this week? I've got three. Three. What <laughs> happened this week? So the week, this one's actually a bit old, and okay. like I said at the start of the episode, because we've taken a break between season one and two. We did, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I've had a bit of time to accumulate, and there's actually been more, but I didn't note them down, and I forget them. So these are like the three main ones. So sure. Um, the the week of the uh, Lloyd Braun interview release, uh, sorry, our uh, Matt McCoy, Matt McCoy who plays yeah. Lloyd Braun. <laughs> Uh, yep. interview. And if you want to go back and listen to that, that's probably the highlight of season one because we actually interviewed the actor who played Lloyd Braun. It's really cool. We sure did. And we also have an episode of What's the Deal with Lloyd Braun. So listen to that one first. Then you yeah, episode that. episode 15 and then the um, the accompanying podcast is the interview for episode 15. That's so it. listen to the episode and then listen to the interview. They're both really good. They're both very good. Yeah, we had a good time. Yeah. Um, so the week of that release, not the week of the the not when we recorded it, um, I was in Melbourne CBD, sure. and coincidentally, I saw a shop across. I was just waiting for a tram, and I saw a shop. I can't remember the name of the shop, but it had the word brawn in it. Oh. That was that was just an odd coincidence. Nice. Um, and uh, I watch I watch a lot of Simpsons. I'm a massive Simpsons fan. You are. And in an episode recently, they go to England. Um, oh, oh is that the one where Tony Blair gets off the plane and Homer goes, oh, it's it. Mr. Bean? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so, that's good. yeah, he's sort of like their tourist ambassador. Yeah. And he tells them all, of the, all the good things about England. And then Elton John um, has the, the plane with the glasses, yeah? Is that it? Uh, is that no, the that's, no, that's the episode where um, where Homer, uh, the Valentine's Day episode, where oh. eight days leading up to Valentine's Day. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's right. He gets Elton John he to perform, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah, and all the other all the other men in Springfield feel insecure because of Pooh's like showing them up. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So they try and sabotage him. So um sure. uh, yeah, so in that episode where the Simpsons go to England, um, there happened to be an O. Henry candy bar. Oh, in, uh, in the episode. Sue Mishki. Yeah, that's it. So Sue Ellen Mishki will get her in what's to do with episode eventually too. She will. So, yes. Yeah. O. Henry. She's the heir to the old Henry fortune. They're delicious. Nuts. It's delicious, okay. it's vivacious, it's outrageous. That's it. <laughs> and the final one, which is probably my favorite, recently I was catching a train to work and uh, it was a packed train and, you know, you look around and you'd notice, you notice, you might have a sneaky look at what someone's looking at on their phone or something. Yeah. And I saw uh, the, the woman who was next to me was on her on her laptop doing some work. There was like a bunch of reports and spreadsheets and stuff. And she was listening to Bidwabask, I hope. <laughs> totally. She looked at us <laughs> she looked at me and she's like, no, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> Not yet. Maybe eventually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, so what? What happened? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had a creepy peek at her at her laptop. Yeah. And there was like a, it was, I think it was a slideshow. Okay. Um, uh, like a PowerPoint presentation, I should say. Yeah. For her work, and she was just reading through it, and I noticed one of the sli- one of the slides had a Seinfeld quote. I can't remember what it was. Nice. Um, but yeah, just, you know, sort of accident, well not, you know, quote unquote, accidentally looking at her, yeah. at her computer and, uh, Seinfeld pops up. So yeah, there you go. Seinfeld has penetrated every part of my life. It sure has. And mine too, to a degree. Yeah. Yes. And that's the end of, but I don't want to be a secondary character for our season two premiere. So thank you very much for listening. I don't think it is either. Oh, why? We What's do happening? Our, don't we do our top episodes? 
Oh, yeah, top episodes. That's right. Top 10, top ten characters. Oh, top 10 characters, yes. Well, mine mine are the same. Um, so none of none of the characters have... Sorry, I, I jumped ahead of myself. You know, it's been That's a few good. weeks since we've done Bidwabask. Anyway, so every week we have our top 10 secondary characters from Seinfeld. But what we do is we... In our top tens, these are characters which we've already reviewed. So if you're wondering why your favourite character isn't in there, maybe we just haven't reviewed them yet. And uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll pop in. They sure will. So mine, uh, they're unchanged from uh, last season. So number 10, Harold and Manny from The Apartment. Tor Ekman from The Heart Attack. Helena from The Trip, parts one and two. Uh, Sid Fields from The Old Man. Bob and Ray, a.k.a. Cedric, the Soup Nazi. Uh, number five, Lloyd Braun with our, from our What's the Deal With episode. Uh, number four is Bookman from The Library. Number three is the Soup Nazi, the eponymous Soup Nazi. Number two, Susan from What's the Deal With Susan. And our number one, another What's the Deal With episode, The Seinfeld Parents, my man, Jerry Stiller, Frank Costanza, is my number one. Hard to knock him off the perch. The man. And uh, my top ten, uh, The Train Nudist from episode 14, The Subway, Sid Fields. Yeah. Old man. Uh, George's Parents, I, I count them as one. Uh, Harold and Manny from yep. uh, The Apartment, episode eight, Susan Ross, uh, which is our first What's the Deal With, so episode five. Yeah. Um, Celia, episode 16, uh, the Merv Griffin show, the record store owner from, uh, again, from the old man. Yeah. And, uh, you asked me if, if any of the secondary characters would make this top 10. Yes. And, um, I had to tell a white lie and say no, but, um, oh. actually, so number three is now Jane. Number three is Jane. Yep. Why? Hey, she's in your top, your top three. Yep. And why did you, three. why'd you pick her? I think because of the reasons we discussed, she's just very... I don't know, carefree, and she seems really happy and positive, and I don't know. I just, I just liked her character. Yeah, nice. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure the the, the fact that she looks good naked, or at least half naked, probably uh, helps. I think the side boob is what 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 made it go to number three, right? Yeah, yeah I'm sure it helped. <laughs> Love it. Not going to deny it. Very nice. But um, you know, amongst other things. Yeah, sure. Exactly. <laughs> number two are the street tops Bob and Cedric yeah from our first episode the suit Nazi that's it and number one is Elaine's dad Alton Bennis Alton Bennis your man and also what we do is I, I don't know if you have them already Stephen but each week as well we put in like each episode we we you know we talk about the we characters rank. about we like, rank them like a, yes it's like a running it's like a running ranking it's a and running change ranking. every week we insert it yeah yeah into our yeah. Into our thing. So we've reviewed, well, 16 episodes, not including the What's the Deal with, you know, episodes about the characters. I told you a white lie before, Stephen. I told you that the Hamptons is in my top 10 quite easily. It's mm. actually in my top five. Yeah. The Hamptons is number four for me. So my sure. top my top five are the, the Jimmy, the Hamptons, mm. the Bizarro Jerry's at three, Soup Nazi two, and the Outing's my favorites that we've reviewed so far. And my least favorite, once again, is the Stakeout from yeah. season one. Well, my top five, but we won't go through all of them, but my top sure. five, the Hamptons just missed out. It, it came in at number seven. Seven, okay, yeah. Yeah, so from seven down to one, we've got number six, uh, Smelly Car, number five, The Outing, number four, The Subway, number three, The Apartment, number two, The Old Man, and just to be a complete contrarian, the th- uh, number <laughs> one is The Stakeout. The Stakeout, I know. Isn't that a, y- a yin and yang if you've ever seen one? That's it. Yeah, wow, my, my least favorite and your most favorite. Crazy. So far. So far, so far, yes. Well, it depends. Yeah. Well, obviously, next week is what's the deal with Newman, so we won't be ranking the Newman episodes because there isn't so many. Uh, but the week after, we'll uh, we'll see. Well, we can't tell you what the episode is yet, but we'll uh, see where that fits in. Yeah, and uh, that's it. So 
that's it for the first episode of season two. For, yes. But I don't want to be a secondary character. So yeah. thank you again for listening. And, and there's nothing else we have to do. Like, you know, I came in prematurely before <laughs> and, and farewell to everyone, but there's nothing further to do. No, I don't think so. Sounds we'll we'll good. go this time. You know, we won't be like Lord of the Rings and have like seven endings. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. No, let's, let's not do that. But anyway, yeah. next week, my name's Ivan. I'm Stephen. And next week, it's What's the Deal With? It's our 20th ever episode, and we're going to talk about Wayne Knight, a.k.a. Newman. Newman. So stay with us. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our handle is at B-I-D-W-B-A-S-C. Yep, and you can shoot us an email. Bidwoolbask at uh, podcast at gmail.com. We've also got a website, bidwoolbask.com. And um, yeah, tell us what you think. And make sure if you know anyone uh, or if your name is Seven, get in touch with us. We want to we wanna, we wanna, uh, collect as many people, um, you know, his name is Seven as possible. Yeah, we sure do. It's part of our seven degrees of separation. And we'll be doing that for probably another month or two. So uh, you've got plenty of time. We've already had a couple of people get in touch with us and say their names weren't Seven, but they did know someone called Seven. They told us who they yeah. were. So, uh, so you're... So you're out there. You're out there. You're going to tell us. Yes, yes. So we want to hear from you. We might uh, send you something special. Who knows? Cool. All right. Well, um, I'm Stephen. I'm Ivan. And uh, arrivederci. Arrivederci. See you next week.